I'm Heidi. And I'm Nicole. I'm Nicole's mom. And now I'm also a mom. We created this podcast to talk about all the joyful, beautiful, and sometimes awful parts of motherhood. We aren't experts, but we do have experience. Our goal is to talk about motherhood IRL. That means in real life, mom. Yeah, thanks, Nicole. And thanks for joining us in our motherful adventures. All right, welcome to Motherful Podcast. We'd like to welcome Carrie. She is Savannah's mom from episode four. So welcome, Carrie. Well, thanks for having me. It's gonna be it's gonna be great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll tell you a little bit about Carrie. Carrie is a non-native of St. George, although she's lived there longer than she did in northern Utah. So she calls herself a transplant. She absolutely loves living here because she is surrounded by some family and her very best friends. Water is her life, and she somewhat goes into seasonal depression from November through March when the lakes are just way too cold. She can occasionally talk her family into going surfing during these months, but it's hard to get takers when it's 40 degrees out and the water is 45. April through October, though, they are in the sun and on the lake, either Sand Hollow or Lake Powell. Yes. And I feel like, Carrie, we should be friends, <laughs> even though I live in northern Utah and you live in southern Utah. Yeah. <laughs> because those are all the things that I love to do, too. Yeah. It's, that's <laughs> well, it. And I've had this conversation with Savannah before. So Savannah has called you a fun dog, which I've never heard that term before, but I decided that my dad is also the fun dog of our family. And he's the one that just like always wants to get everybody together for parties and like has to do all the activities with everybody in the family. And whenever Savannah talks about you, it's the same way. She's like, my mom just always (laughs) wants us to go boating with them. (laughs) We're always doing stuff. She always wants to party. No, I'm all about... I feel like you would be good friends. Right. I'm all about just let's have a good time. (laughs) (laughs) We play a lot. We do play a lot. That's for sure. (laughs) Well, I feel like anyone who lives in Southern Utah plays a lot. Yeah, you kind of have to. Yeah. You kind of have to. I mean, it gets really hot. So I'm in water pretty much every day. That's awesome. So... Love it. If not, you just melt. (laughs) Yeah. That's the way to do it in the desert. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, Nicole, why don't you do our questions? I think that'll be fun. Okay, so for a lightning round, we've got three questions. The first one is, what is your favorite form of self-care? Okay, so a couple of years ago, we uh, splurged and bought a massage chair, and it's in my room, and people don't know that we have it when they come to visit, so it's kind of like in a secret place, but honestly... (laughs) I, that's what I do. I sit in my massage chair and it's not like you get a full blown massage, but it really is relaxing and I can just close my eyes and get off my feet and I love it. Yeah. We need to be friends. That's where I always find my husband (laughs) and we're at your house and he disappears. He's always in that room. Whenever Tanner disappears. That's where I would go too. (laughs) Maybe that's what I need for Christmas this year. Oh yeah. (laughs) That's not a bad idea. What about you, Carrie? Um, this is going to make me sound really old and all of my kids no, make fun of me. This is going to make you sound like you and my mom should be best friends. This is, this is what it is. Yeah. I love to do puzzles. 
I do. It's just I'm a puzzler. And I can honestly say I'm really good at them. I can do a 500-piece puzzle in about two hours. I am, too. You and my mom will definitely be best friends. (laughs) Yeah. And none of my kids like to puzzle. My husband doesn't like to puzzle. Yeah. He's like, I can put in two pieces, and you've put in 40. Yeah. But the worst thing so. is when they come along when you have five pieces left in the whole puzzle, and then they think that they have oh, yeah. the right to put in the final pieces. <laughs> the right. Exactly. And they don't yeah. have that right. And sometimes, <laughs> yeah, my husband's very nice. Usually he'll like say, here, you can put it in. And I'm like, no, you can. He's like, no, you can. And then we... Finally, I put it in, but still, that's like they have no right to put in that last piece when I've spent all of it. No, they don't. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Yes, I have an addiction to dowdle puzzles are actually oh my, my favorite. And I have, I actually have probably over a hundred puzzles. <laughs> Seriously? No but I actually, I do dowdles too. I don't have that many, but I started collecting them of all the places that I've been. So if I see a place that I've been oh, that dowdle did, I will get, it. get it. Yeah. Yeah. You have to have them. And I have an entire closet full. It's ridiculous. Oh, that's funny. So it's fine. It's all good. Nicole, what's your favorite form of self-care? Okay, well, my answer is not nearly as fun as yours. Um, I like to work out. (laughs) That is fun. I do that too, but that's not self-care for me. (laughs) That's a have to. I just, yeah. if I don't work out in the morning, I am like really mean the rest of the day. And luckily, my husband knows that and is very good about making sure that I get my workout in. So that was great. Good. Yes. I work yeah. out just because when you get older, you have to. <laughs> That's a good habit too. You're welcome because I got you into that habit. You did? Into working out? I sure did. I'm your mother. I don't, I don't you remember saw this. me doing it. And then you realized that you should do it too. Okay. I'll take that. Yes. I don't remember that, but I will give you full credit. I will, I'm going to take that credit because I know Savannah and my kids only work out because I they saw me doing it, right? You learn by example. I'm with Heidi yeah, on that. Exactly. Definitely with Heidi. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay, well, um, on the opposite end of the spectrum, what is your favorite holiday treat is our next question. <laughs> okay, I um, really don't have one, actually. I love all <laughs> treats, sadly, and that is why I work out. <laughs> Is there something that you make every year, though? Do you have like a tradition that you make every year? No, I don't have a tradition, but I've started making, I make really good soft molasses cookies, which are kind of like a gingerbread. Yes. And they are. Oh, those ones are good. Delicious. And yeah, so I don't, I like to make them, but again, if I make them, I eat them all. Oh, I do the same thing. I don't make them very often. Yeah. Well, mine is, I do not like black licorice flavor. But for some reason, I love these cookies that I make. That's a tradition. I got it the recipe from my grandma or my great grandma or something. It's called Springerly. It's just uh, it's a German cookie, and uh, it does have anise or like anise. I don't know how people say it differently, but it is the black licorice flavor, which is weird because I don't like it normally in uh, black licorice, but I do like it in this cookie. So, um, mine, I remember growing up, growing up, you'd always make fudge. That was probably my, my favorite when I was little was eating the homemade fudge at Christmas time. Fudge is good. Fudge is pretty yummy too. 
Have you made any of your own? Uh, no, I have not yet. <laughs> Maybe someday when I have older kids, I'll make fudge for them. But right now it's just me and Tanner. So I'm like, if I make treats, then me and him eat all of them. So right. I don't make very many treats. <laughs> okay, the next question. I'm actually excited for this one. What is the most damage one of your children has done? Well, I will tell you. <laughs> um, my dear Savannah, who was on podcast, I think, number four. Um, we had just moved and I got a new table and I was so excited, a new dining table. Mm -hmm. And at this point in her life, she was a sophomore in high school and she was trying her hardest to get a, a marketing project done. And of course, it's like two, three in the morning and I'm sound asleep and I wake up in the morning and she's just you could just tell she had no sleep. And I'm like, what does it matter? And she's like, Mom, I am so sorry. <laughs> she, In her sleep deprived procrastination ways, she spray painted my brand new table with gold spray paint. Oh <laughs> <laughs> and it was a very, it was a very sad day for me and her because she said she stayed up for hours trying to scrub it off with like nail polish remover anything oh, no. she could just think of she just wasn't thinking and was spraying her poster and just didn't even think of like the overspray oh, and so yeah. yeah I had a perfectly rectangle piece of nothing <laughs> on my table with gold around it it was oh it was great so that was probably the biggest thing and it was just funny because it wasn't wow. a little kid it was my you know 15 year old daughter yeah <laughs> sophomore <laughs> yes yeah. so it's good well mine was not uh mine was definitely a young child we had a two-car garage in one of our homes and we liked to park both of our cars in the garage and we also put the kids bikes in there and my one of my sons needed to get his bike out and the cars were kind of in the way but he just pushed right on through <laughs> and where this is going. he <laughs> striped the uh one car all the way down oh, <laughs> from one fender to the next <laughs> oh. and his his handlebar had wow. a little bit of a metal like the foam on the handlebar was broken off and so his metal handlebar just oh. scraped the whole a stripe down the whole car it was we never fixed it oh i man. mean it was a lot of damage but we never fixed it in fact <laughs> we passed that car along to nicole yeah <laughs> it's the best kind of cars yeah well, um, I still only have a 10 month old, so there's not like a ton of damage that she has done, but I count my dog as one of my children <laughs> and she has definitely done some damage. Probably the worst was when she chewed up my husband's retainers. She <laughs> was mad that we were outside talking to the neighbors and we didn't let her outside with us. And so she went up to our bedroom window and was sitting on our bed because you could see out the window and watch us. And I think the nightstand was just right there next to our bed and his retainers were there. And she just chewed all wow. all through his retainers, like a hundred pieces. Oh yeah. my gosh. He was really mad about that one. He was not, not happy. But not we still happy. love our dogs, right? So. <laughs> love those dogs. Oh, seriously. We try. 
Okay, Carrie, why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself, um, a little bit about your background and your family. Okay, real quick. Um, I was born and raised in Salt Lake and lived there and went to school. And then I came down to Dixie College. And, and that's a very short story of a version of how I met my husband, <laughs> which is not really the true story. Okay. <laughs> you went to college. <laughs> I went to college. He was there, but not there. So anyway, that's a whole nother story. That okay. is, but anyway, we got married a year later and we've been married 26 years. And we have four children, two son-in-laws, and one grandbaby. So Yay. life has been very good to us, and we feel very blessed. So so your family is very similar to ours. Because, wait, I can't remember. Is Savannah your oldest? Yes, Savannah is our oldest. So you and have... our youngest is 18. Okay, yeah. So you're, you're pretty, pretty much, much the, same. the same as our yeah, family. Exactly. Yeah. And you've got one, my mom has one in-law and one almost in-law and <laughs> yep. one grandbaby. Yeah. <laughs> so we're right and the same. Yeah, we're right there. Just waiting for another grandbaby. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am too, but I'm not sure when that's going to happen. <laughs> oh yeah. my goodness. I would like a grandbaby that doesn't live four hours away, but yes. that's probably not going to happen anytime soon. Yeah. You be careful what you wish for. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Carrie, I've really been wanting to talk to someone else about, because I talked a little bit um, in my podcast episode about how it was really hard to transition um, to parenting adult children. And I'm, I'm over it now, like I'm, I'm used to it, and it's getting better. But when it, it was happening um, four or five years ago, I was like, what the heck? Nobody talks about how hard this is when they leave yeah. and when they still feel like they, they think that they are going to be independent and don't need the parent anymore. And yet the only time you talk to them is when they need something from you. Yes, that is very true. So <laughs> did you feel like that too? Or was that just me? Um, so to be honest, I, I wasn't sad when I, kicked my kids out. <laughs> well, I'm not I, saying I was sad. Yeah, I just, <laughs> right. I'm just, it's just, I, I love watching my children grow into adults. And so I really loved the process of them growing older and then start making their own decisions. And I just loved being their sounding board. Although, yes, they did call me a lot only when they needed something or, you know, it wasn't yeah. as much to say, oh, I had something great happen. Here's this. It's, it was mostly because I needed, you know, some advice or whatever, yes. which was great. Oh, my car broke down at 2 a.m. <laughs> yes. two hours away from my apartment in South Carolina. Yeah. And yeah. I'm stuck on the side of the freeway. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. So I mean, so it's it's it was hard, but I just thoroughly enjoy the stage that my children are in right now. I love it. I love watching them grow into adults. That's great. And becoming their best friend more so than their mother. I actually am starting to experience that too, yeah. which has actually been pretty fun. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's interesting because so. in your episode, Mom, you 
talked about how you didn't ever want to be our best friend. Like when we were in high school, how that wasn't always your goal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's just kind of interesting that that's another transition that comes with adult kids is now you can be friends and you don't have to as much set the rules. Exactly. Exactly. Because when they were teenagers, I knew that there was going to be a time that we would be friends. It just was not then. Mm -hmm. Right. Me and my husband were talking the other day. It's, it's when they become adults, you know, when they turn 18 and I let them flee, I really don't let them flee. I kick them out of the house and just let them go spread their wings. It's, we're not in authority anymore over them. And so they, they get to make their own decisions. They get to, they get to experience their consequences and we just get to kind of sit back and watch. Whereas you don't get to do that until they leave. Right. <laughs> you, you're kind of in charge of them. Did you have any come back home? Um, I have not had one child come back home. Savannah came back, you know, during the summer semester, you know, when they don't have a place and they're not going to school. She did come back that first year after college. But my yeah. other daughter, she didn't. She stayed up there in the summer. My son um, left and he hasn't been back home. And I don't know about my last one. Maybe she will come back in the summer when, you know, school's done. But who knows? She only lives two miles away. So I see her every day. But that's okay. Oh, yeah. (laughs) She at least doesn't live here. So she can make her own choices. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Well, that might be a little bit of the difference because I have had every single one of my kids that has left come back. Gotcha. And I think that was the hard part for me was they left and they felt the, you know, the freedom of not being under parental uh, wings or <laughs> eyes Control. or anything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, and they came, came back to live for a short time. And I actually did not have that many rules when they came back. Uh, the rules that I had were very logical. Don't drink, <laughs> don't smoke. Boyfriends and girlfriends don't spend the night. Yes. Those were my rules. Yeah. I didn't say anything about uh, what time they came in or how much crap they left all over my kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I did have conversations about, can we all do our part? But, um, you know, for the most part, I don't think I had that many rules, but at the same time, it was hard having them make choices right under my nose that I did not agree with. Right. So I think that was probably the hardest part for me. And now that they have all moved out again and I'm not seeing those day-to-day choices, it's really made our relationships way better. Yeah, it, it, truly, <laughs> it, it truly does. It truly. And that's, I think, when you transition into friendship. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So. Um, so with you, so you have two married kids? Yes. Two married two, daughters? Two oldest daughters are married. Okay. So this is the other thing that I've been needing to talk to someone about. <laughs> so I'm so glad you're talking to me right now. <laughs> what do you do with the holidays? Like um, with having other families that they have to go to and um, I don't know, sharing, sharing, yeah, I guess. Sharing. 
Honestly, well, we started with Savannah and she's in a unique situation. So she married Vance, who is 10 years older than she is. And Mm -hmm. he is from a family of eight and he was the last one married. So they, she married into a family. They already have like 26 grandkids and they're just, they're older and they're established. And so Mm -hmm. they just, their, their holidays isn't, like ours where we're young and still want him with us, you know, <laughs> so yeah. parents, his parents travel to their kids' houses. And so it's been kind of nice. Cause we kind of, we kind of get them when it really, whenever we want and they're close by, they live an hour away. So that it's been nice. We get to see them whenever okay. we want really. So, but with my other daughter, she's, you know, we share a family and they're great. And it just kind of fell into place where, we're like, okay, this is our, we kind of do the back and forth, you know, this is our Christmas and next year you get them. So luckily okay. this Christmas, we have all of our kids together. So, which will be great. And then next year, it'll just be me and my husband and our two youngest. And we'll still see Savannah and Vance, right. but we won't see my other daughter next Christmas. So, so it's how just, many kids live close by? Just Savannah? Just Savannah and my youngest daughter. Okay. So... Yes, my other, my second daughter, she lives in Orem, and my son lives in Los Angeles. Okay. So. Okay, so yeah, mine are kind of spread around also, and so that makes it a little harder to have gatherings and get-togethers. It does, and I guess it's one of those where once it gets a little later on and we add more, it's you just provide the opportunity, and if they can come, they can, and I'd just be grateful for whoever wants to show up at my house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have to say my mother-in-law has been really good about that. She's always been yeah. very clear that, like, the door is open and we are invited if we want to come, but that she doesn't expect. I mean, there's there's always the underlying, like, we know that she wants us to be there, but it's not like a pressure that, like, we feel like we have right. to, which has actually yeah. made the decision a lot easier because then it's like, yeah, yeah, there's not as much pressure. Yeah. I think that's the biggest part is just allowing them not to feel that you don't ever want them to feel guilty of not choosing you over them. Exactly. And so you just, mm-hmm. you just have to be grown ups, I guess, you know, it's yes. one of those hard <laughs> things. Like I am a grown up, but now I got to be a grown up and not be stingy and selfish. Cause I want my kids, but it's so hard. But mm-hmm. just, you just have to say, okay, well, we'll see you on a different weekend or, and they've been really good. Like if I, last year we didn't see my daughter over Christmas, but they came four days later and then spent New Year's with us. So we'll always see them. It's just maybe just not right on yeah. the actual holiday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know my in-laws um, were divorced. And so I actually have two sets of in-laws and they set a really good example for me. They, they always you know, said, we would love to have you, but we know you have other places to go. And I never, ever felt like I was forced or pressured to be anywhere at either one of them. Yeah. And and they never acted like they were upset that we couldn't make it either. Like right. um, we knew we were invited and we felt valued for that. Um, but then, you know, there was always two other families that we <laughs> could have gone yeah. to also. So mm-hmm. that was, that was important to me, at least as a young married, because it's, it's hard to decide. I mean, it is hard. you want to go to, you want to go to the wife's house, but you want to go to the husband's house too. Like there's just, 
Yeah. And then at some point, uh, at least I felt like it at some point I wanted to have my own traditions and do things on my own. And I wanted my kids to wake up and, and have Christmas morning at my house right. and have presents under my tree. And so, yeah. um, you know, Nicole, just FYI, when you start wanting to do that, I'm totally fine with that. I can <laughs> love you and support yeah. you through that. Thank you. Because yeah. there, there will be a time. I think you will. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And if that's the case, I'm going to invite myself to your house. <laughs> <laughs> that's the trade-off. We can stay yeah. at our own house, yes. but you have but to yeah, be invited. Exactly. That's the, that's the beauty. You're the yes. grandparent. You get to travel. <laughs> I guess that's fair. Yes, it is fair. Yeah. <laughs> if I don't yeah. have any kids at my house, I am not staying here. Yeah. If I could go to your house. <laughs> exactly. Okay, back to um having adult children. Um you sounded like very positive about the whole experience, Carrie. Yes. Was there anything that was hard for you about having adult children? Oh, I don't know. Honestly, no. I would have to say no. They're just because they are just uniquely their own person. Mm -hmm. So for me, just it's just been a joy to watch each one of them blossom into who they are mm -hmm. in an adult form and it's just it's awesome because you never thought they would go those ways when they were little or you know even in teenage years and then to see the accomplishments that they're making and the you know the choices that they're doing you're just it just brings so much joy to me to see my children be so much more than I was at that age. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel that way too. Yeah, it's just you that's what you want as truly what you want as a mother is to see your children be better than who you are, or what you were. Mm -hmm. So it's just, I, at this point, I, there has been no really big roadblocks or like, Oh, this is crazy, you know, type thing. Um, I mean, it is a challenge when, you know, my, our son who doesn't live here, you know, who lives in Los Angeles, who, you know, it doesn't have all of our same beliefs. And so it's, that is a challenge. So it doesn't mean you don't worry, you worry about them and you want the best for them, but you just still get to see them grow in their best form. So it's, you know, mm -hmm. it's just, it's been fun really to watch them so and be a part of you did mention in your um in the questions that your son has taught you the most do you want to talk a little bit about that sure um yeah having three girls and one boy posed a you know a challenge growing up he was and will always be a love bug <laughs> <laughs> his heart is you know four times bigger than any of ours but therefore, that brings, you know, a challenge. He had a hard middle school and high school and, you know, just watching him just experience his life has been such a huge eye opener for me and my husband and for his three sisters. Mm -hmm. You know, he was bullied and just through high school that just, you know, it tears your mama heart to mm -hmm. shreds to watch and you just want the most and you want them to experience kind of like what you, you know, what you experienced. High school was great. It was fun. You have all these, you know, fun memories and he has none. He wants no memories whatsoever of those times in his life. So, you know, when you experience that as a mother and watch that, it's just hard to see that. And then to see who he has become now 
he has taught me to have more compassion for just the human kind in mm-hmm. in aspect and yeah. race and you know sexuality and any of that i just he has truly taught me how to love unconditionally and i honestly by him not being my son i don't think i would have learned that so yeah he's taught me the most yeah yeah and his sisters i mean our family is stronger because of him and he may not feel that way or think that way but we definitely are a stronger spiritual family because of him yeah and his things that he had to go through you know that's awesome yeah he taught us the most for sure he's a good kid <laughs> <laughs> that's great yeah so we can probably move on just to our final question now. We like to ask at the end of all of our episodes, what advice would you give to your former self about becoming a mother? It's, that's a hard one. <laughs> you look <laughs> back and you think of so many things that you could have done better. Mm-hmm. In a short way to say it, I would look back and being in the LDS culture of things, I would tell myself not to worry about what other people think of me when I'm raising my children in the LDS church. I just, I was in that robot form of you can't do this, you can't do this, you can't do this, you can't do Mm -hmm. this. And I think it caused some damage in my children in different forms. And now that I'm older and I just, I guess I just don't care what people think of how I'm raising my children. I'm very Mm -hmm. open about it and have become that way. I think I really wish I would have started that way for my children's sake. That's, that's awesome. I think that's a great answer. Yeah. I just wish I wouldn't have gone along with the stereotype of an LDS mother. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. (laughs) If you didn't, it would have been a lot less pressure, huh? Like if you would have just gotten rid of that stereotype. Yeah. Yeah, if I just would have done me and who I am and who we are. And what you believe. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Because what I believe now is different from what I believed then. And so it's just, and I think hopefully my girls and, you know, my son, you know, when they start to raise their kids, hopefully they can learn now from my example instead of when I was their actual mother. (laughs) Mothering them and helicoptering them, whatever you want to call it. But Mm -hmm. yeah. Because I just, you know, you just, you continue to grow. We're always growing and we're always trying to become better. And I just, I look back and wish I could have done that for myself. Yeah. That's one of the things that I love about not only the gospel, but just being uh, in life is that we just are continually growing and developing and um, being guided and being given new tools and um, new experiences that help us to learn and grow. And I, um, I just have noticed that with my own self just in the last couple of years that just things, the way I think and how I feel about things, my core beliefs are the same, but other things have changed for me. And, and I really, I want to embrace that and appreciate it and love it. So it sounds like you're doing the same thing. Yeah. 
hopefully. I've told Savannah, I've apologized to Savannah being the oldest so many times, like, Savannah, I am yeah. so sorry. And she's like, Mom, she's like, don't ever be sorry. She's like, you were doing the best you could with what you had at the time. And I just yeah. love that about her, that she doesn't look back and think, really, Mom, you could have done this better. She just realizes right. that I was doing the best I could with what I was given. And now I can just be better. And I think... Yep. That allows me to be their friends mm-hmm. instead of, you know, and a mom who loves and supports them. Of course, I'm their mother first, but now I get to be their friend and they appreciate it. So oh, I love that. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Yay. Thanks so much for talking to us. Carrie. Yeah, this has been so awesome. Thank you so much for sharing your stories. And yeah, absolutely. It's been great. It's been fun. Thanks for joining us for another episode. We hope you found inspiration for your own life. And hopefully we're as funny as we think we are. Find us on Instagram at The Motherful Podcast for updates on each episode.